For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Well, hello, rugby fans, one more time for another great episode of the MLR Rant Podcast Show. As per usual, an opportunity to introduce myself. My name is Ty Braga, your host for today's activities. And joining me on this occasion, we have Scott Ferrara, the big guy, and the man of the moment, we got Chad Goth. Chad, welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, Ty, Scott, how are you guys doing? Excellent. It's, uh, well- it's wonderful to be here. Thank you for joining us, man. It's a pretty exciting time for you and an exciting time for our fans as well. I know Dallas fans, the Jackals out there are super excited to be able to learn about their new player signing. And we're going to dive into that in just a moment's time. If you're joining us for the first time as a viewer, this is what we call our run, pass or kick interview, where we put Chad on this occasion to the test with our quiz master, Scott Ferrara, who's going to be firing questions at him at a rapid pace to see how he sidesteps a few and ducks under a couple. He has the opportunity on each question to run, pass or kick. So quite simply, if he runs with it, he'll be able to answer that question and go ahead and give us his best answer. If he passes on that, well, he's going to sidestep that and move on. Next, if he kicks it, he'll kick it back to one of us, being Scott or myself, to be able to give our answer on what we think he might say. So now that you understand the rules, let's hand it over to Scott Ferrara. The floor is yours, my friend. All right, Chad. Uh, Ty was already talking about dip, diving, ducking, and dodging there. So I'm going to play a little clip um, of, a, of a little try you scored. We're going to share it here, and we're going to take a look at this first. Um, I believe it's a 100-meter a try. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, probably like 90. Starring, uh, I don't know officially. 98? <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's see is it yeah i guess it's 98 i mean you know <laughs> although i don't know that was close that was pretty close and pretty uh tough. and there you go just just take, take uh, the cutback i think the cutback is the most oppressive part of that is to yeah. have the i don't, I don't know the wherewithal to say <laughs> <laughs> so uh run past or kick Given the skills demonstrated in live video, have you talked with the Dallas coaches about moving you to the wing? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, the wing's too boring for me. It's way too boring. I like to be in the thick of it. Yeah. Although the one thing uh, and and wings do have in common is scoring tries from a meter out. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Listen, a meter, 98 meters, close enough. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But I think I think on that one, Ty, it's shots fired against the back line. Um, so run, run, pass or kick. Uh, if you were to compare your play to a type of car, would you compare yourself to a Ford Mustang or to a Chevy Corvette? Um, I'd have to go. I'm going to run with it, and I'm going to. I'm a Chevy guy, so I got to go with uh, the, the Chevy. Vet? Go yeah. Ooh. Big guy's yeah. a Ford guy. Always been a Ford guy. Oh, <laughs> Chevys. <laughs> but listen, it, it's it's funny because most Chevys guys, as you know, are like backs. They're really nice looking on the outside, but the inside's a little iffy. 
Uh, I don't like that one. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to check the comments now. All the backline guys oh, man, standing man. up in unison. Assemble, boys. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's finally my time to do an interview. You know, Rob had his time. It's the big guy's time, and, and right. I packed that. Um, so go, going forward with that, um, run, pass, or kick, how did the signing process go with Dallas? Um, well, uh, they were actually the, the second pick. They got me on the second, um, the round, um, LA picked me up first. Um, and, um, it was, it was kind of funny because a lot of the guys from, um, from the Colorado Raptors, you know, we we're still good friends. You know, we hated that the team dispersed, you know, we're all, we were basically in it together. So we were, we were still chatting a little bit and, um, and, you know, everybody's like, Oh, where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? You know, uh, as everybody does, um, I got, I got picked up by LA. Um, everything about LA was amazing. Um, uh, the offer and everything, uh, sadly it didn't work out for me and my family. Um, and then, uh, the next day, literally like, uh, the next day when I guess everybody found out, um, I woke up to a message from Alan and he's like, Hey, uh, I want to meet with you as soon as possible. Um, so, uh, I think I woke up at what six thirty, and, you know, saw the text <laughs> email. Uh, and I actually had to check what I think it was in London or something like that. And so I had to check like, okay, what time is it there? Yeah. I texted him back. And then like two hours later, it was, uh, we had the, uh, interview basically and he you know like kind of so two really hours later out. you were a jackal <laughs> oh pretty much yeah yeah exactly uh talk about like that an accelerated negotiation good. process want to play some rugby <laughs> in Dallas oh uh, yeah sounds cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's nice to be wanted yeah so yeah, let is, me just uh, nice just offer wanted. a little bit of context for a moment there Scott so you had mentioned about you know talking about the second pick so for a lot of our viewers, they might not have realized that, you know, coming out of the exit of the Colorado Raptors, where you had obviously spent many years uh, within the organization, uh, all three seasons, I believe, right? And um, uh, Just for two, yeah. Okay, yeah. So what you saw with that disbanding is that you had all these experienced guys that went into a draft. I mean, unknown to most of the fans out there, this was all happening behind not closed doors, but it was happening outside of the public eye. And that's when you had gotten approached by LA first and then ultimately didn't end up being a great fit for our family reasons and you moved on to, to Dallas. So I just want to be able to give some of our viewers a context of what you were talking about in the pick. So um, back to you, so what, Scott, then. Well, yeah, that, yeah so, so it's nice to be wanted, obviously, Chad. Um, and we actually, you know, we, we broke some MLR news a couple weeks ago. And I know your daughter's middle name is Kala Ayu. I'm going to mispronounce it. Kala Aku Pali. Your wife hails yeah. from Hawaii. So yeah. 2021, if or 2022, if if Hawaii comes calling, would that fit with your family? Uh, I went. I went. I hope my wife isn't listening right now because uh, <laughs> you know, you know, she'd you know snap the fingers like, all right, we're going. You know, yeah. Um, no, I mean, who wouldn't want to go to Hawaii? Uh, yeah. You know, that. Uh, so that negotiation might be an hour long. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think if my wife's there, then yeah, it'll be, it'll be pretty quick. 
Listen, right. it could be one of those sunset trips. You know, you finish up strong in Dallas, you, you put in a couple years, and then maybe your last contract, you say, hey, it's time to move yeah. on. Let's go back to Hawaii. And, and you know, yeah. I'm sure there's still family there. So yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if you end up there, you and Sam Wuching <laughs> at some point. Um, yeah. So run, pass, or kick. Your Dallas Jackal, obviously, Coach Alan Clark wanted you. Run, pass, or kick. What excites you most about joining the Jackals? <laughs> Uh, first thing off the top of my head is it's a new team, new experience. Um, nobody knows you as a team. Um, they can't look at film and saying, Oh, these are the Jackals. This is what they did last year. Um, so we got that surprise element that I'm hoping to exploit to, you know, all of MLR, um, you know, hopefully make a huge impact, maybe a championship, you know, that's, you know, that's always the goal. Throwing it down, um, so just starting, throwing down the championship right there. You it heard it first, exactly. everybody. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're not playing rugby, you know, if you don't want to win the championship, why are you playing? You know, right? Um, That's a competitive so, spirit I mean, that we like to hear. Yeah, exactly. Um, so just that aspect, just you know, basically getting a new start, new players. I mean, I know a lot of the Colorado guys are going, um, but new guys, and it's just an amazing thing. And then, um. Uh, going under Alan Clark, talking with him, his experience, you know, when we when we chatted, he was uh, name dropping. He's like, oh, yeah, I worked with Rory Best, uh, all these all these like excellent <laughs> hookers. And I'm like, oh, OK, yeah, you got me. All right. Sounds good. But, um, <laughs> so, no. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. But um, yeah, just doing my research on him uh, personally, where he's been, what his goals are. You know, that's that was the second big thing that got me. Well, you spoke about your Colorado Raptors teammates going to Dallas. So here's another one. Run, pass, or kick with Cody and Carlos going to the Jackals. Do you think you three guys can build a, a culture, a good team culture? And and what aspects of team culture do you want to bring to that new squad down there? Uh, man, team. well, we just need to get the team culture right. You know, um, just work hard every day, you know, show up. Um, basically become a family uh, uh all the sport teams that i i'm in or have been in you know i still keep in contact with them you know it's a family it's a brotherhood um that's one thing i want to hopefully bring to that team and you know start it there and then pull everybody else in together because me carlo and cody and chad london uh are are really good pals and so if we get our group going and then everybody else kind of joins in you know good things are going to happen there. Right. I mean, you'd have to imagine that, you know, with so much time spent with these guys at the Raptors, that some of the same culture would be transferred to your new team. And also the momentum that hopefully you had built together as a unit. I mean, with, you know, guys by your side who you've been training with each and every day. If I just think, look back to the 2020 season, although it was cut short, Raptors kind of had a bit of a rocky start in the scrums in the beginning of the season. I mean, it just didn't convert well. But just as that momentum built up and you were starting to get some results, it got a lot yeah. better. And unfortunately, it was yeah. cut short. But what a great way to continue that journey with some of the players in a new environment and a new management and under a culture that will most likely thrive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it, it was hard because those first, uh, what, three, four games, uh, 2020 were – uh, kind of disheartening and then you know seeing this win the first 
you know, first, I can't remember who we played, but, you know, ending with Toronto, you can't forget right. that game. Uh, but, right. That was, you know, awesome. that was a wonderful yeah. finish, man. I'm, I'm so happy. I was there to see that one. That was great. Cause I mean, it's until that point they were undefeated in the season and looked like it was an easy yeah. path thus far. Yeah. Uh, and Raptors pulled one out to be able to finish on a high, which is great. Yeah. And then everything happened and we didn't play again that season. And the rest is history. <laughs> and the rest is history, exactly. By the way, I'm going to put this out there. I am still looking for a Raptors 2020 jersey. I am on the hunt. Anybody knows one, let me know. I will pay good money for it, okay? It's out there. All right. <laughs> Apparently, this All is right. the hardest thing to find. It's easy to find. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, and actually, we were we were talking about it with Ty before uh, earlier today. Me and Robin, they still have the Raptors rugby ball up there for Rhino Rugby. So you know that's one thing you can get oh. Raptors fans that's still up there is the Rhino <laughs> Rugby Ball. Nice. Um, so uh, this is actually a question I like to ask a lot of guys, uh, uh, rugby players. From my experience, the best tacklers in football and rugby have always been wrestlers, and I know you were a wrestler. Yep. So if Conor McGregor challenged you to an MMA fight, oh, one, would, would you say yes? <laughs> Look at his reaction. Two, already. He's like, ah. it's, two. it's not even run, pass, or kick. You have to answer. One, oh, would you say yes? Oh. And two, think you could beat him with your ground game? Uh, I think the first question would be, how much are they going to pay me for this? Uh, <laughs> and then, <laughs> so, because... He'll knock me out. I mean, what, what, what do you right. want? Uh, but what I'll you're lose, saying is, you know, I have my him. price. It just needs to be worth it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I know what my question is. Is uh, you know, maybe I'll get a takedown on him. Maybe I don't know. I don't. You know, like that would be I've a win in its own right. <laughs> I know. Like, I'd be, if you can I, just if take I him down, it'd be done. Yeah, take a punch from a professional MMA fight, fighter. Or like back in the day, they spoke about Tyson having the hardest hitting punch on record. Just yeah, like take yeah. one. You're like, that's it. I'm done. My crowning glory in I'm life done. is my claim to fame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Listen, uh, Nate. Uh, um, uh, Nate Diaz beat him with with a ground game. So I'm saying you got a chance. You got a chance, Chad. Definitely have a chance. Ah, um, all right. You know, if you say so. I, I mean, I'm not saying the odds are, you know, greatly in your favor, but you got a chance. <laughs> Everybody has a chance. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't yeah. put money yeah. on you to win, but yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't put money on me either. Let's just say that. Uh, so back backing up to a couple questions ago, we were talking about you being selected by LA and then you being selected by the Raptors. Um, you hailing from Utah, going to University of Utah. If you weren't selected in that that uh, expansion draft, would the Warriors have been a destination you would look to? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, technically, that's the easiest move. Um, four hours away from my uh, immediate family, and then you know, all my cousins and everybody are up, you know, in Salt Lake. So um, it would definitely be on one of the top, you know, top three, top four where we'd be looking. Um, I know a lot of the guys I've played with a lot of guys. Um, I played under uh, the assistant. Uh, I played with Sean Davies. He's the assistant coach. Um, I love that guy. Um, and then um, my uh, sevens coach in uh, college. Uh, he's the manager for the Warriors, Mark Drown and um, Ben. Oh, I forgot his last name. Um, the other, <laughs> the other says, Coach Ben, I guess. Um, 
um, you know, he was my seventh coach when we when we won uh, the as Utah uh, Rugby Utah, uh, the men's national. You know, so uh, I love all those guys. You know, Jared Whippy, Josh Whippy, not allowed to. I mean, I know all those guys. Every time I see them, you know, they're still brothers to me. Um, I played with Nata Lauti, you know, um, definitely nice. a big choice yeah, that I would have done. So, and it works. It works for your family. You're you know the area, like you said. You have cousins in the area. You lived in the area. So I thought it would be a natural choice at least to think about. Uh, you mentioned sevens, and this has been kind of kicking around in the MLR fan zone. If the MLR had a seven season in the off season, would you want to participate? I'm, I'm going to run with that. And absolutely. Um, that's actually how I got, that's how I got to um, the Colorado Raptors. Not many people know this, but I played, um, I had actually retired, you know, from rugby. Um, luckily I love fitness. I love working out. So I kept in shape and a friend said, Hey, let's go play sevens at this, uh, at rugby town sevens. I'm like, all right, you know, haven't played in you know months. Um, but the coaches saw me. I kind of stood out. I was the only white guy on the Fijian team. So, like, <laughs> it was not hard to stand out. Yeah. So, I mean, I that's a, actually another funny story is uh, all of them are from Fiji and Tonga. And then there's me, white boy, uh, Palangi. And <laughs> I didn't know what they were saying most of the time. <laughs> so At least you all understand uh, the universal language. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a universal language. Um, but, uh, you know, Mark, Mark, uh, Bullock approached me and, you know, that's how I, I came to, to the Raptors. Um, so sevens, absolutely. Yes. I, I love sevens. Um, right. But yeah. not, I mean, not, while that may have been the opportunity to shine and be noticed and created a pathway to the Raptors for you, you know, you also spent some time, uh, as a, uh, all American collegiate player. I believe, you know, you had uh, opportunity to be a finalist for the Rudy Schultz Award as well. So, you know, you come with, uh, I think you're being modest in saying that that was the reason. I mean, you already had some great rugby resume before then. So, yeah, I mean, maybe it was the opportunity to be noticed, but you are, of course, have been doing a lot of rugby before then. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about that stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I actually did that. That's why I'm here. (laughs) So uh, the last question, uh, I'm going to preface this with me and me and Rob, Rob Hammerschmidt, who unfortunately isn't on the show tonight. uh, We creep a lot of you guys uh, Instagram um, uh, profiles. Yeah, just a little (laughs) bit light, light stalking, light stalking, like stage two clinger. So I'm going to bring up a uh, a picture, an awesome photo of you on Instagram with some killer shades here. There we go. Look at look at that. Uh, At Chad two. If uh, anybody wants to watch check out what chad's doing on instagram at the chad too so my question is is your favorite superhero plastic man (laughs) (laughs) to be honest i don't even know who plastic man is let's i don't i really don't know who that is i can't answer that um okay then who's your favorite superhero what's going through your head in this moment with this pose (laughs) I don't even remember I mean, let's that. Let's put it straight on the record. Do you think you look cool in this photo? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, absolutely. I'd like yeah. to point out this photo is seven years old, too. So, you know, <laughs> oh, man. just a young kid <laughs> wearing shades on the gram. Now we'd call this a thirst trap pick, you know. 
So, oh man! All right. So to follow up, then, if if it's, who is your favorite superhero? We'll end on that. All right. Um, man, I have to go. I have to go. Superman. He's always Super, been my favorite. Um, who who doesn't want to fly? Classic who doesn't want to be wrong? Exactly. Yeah. Can't go wrong with a classic like Superman. Uh, Chad, I think you've I think you've passed the run, pass or kick uh, portion of this show. What do you think, Ty? Well, you know what? I think I wanted to be able to just also just help viewers kind of understand some of the journey and the plans that you have at, at Dallas. So this is a little mm-hmm. bit off script, but, you know, obviously you had spoken about how you got were approached. Um, do you have any insight as to when fans could expect training to begin? I know it's kind of a messed up world at the moment, but let's imagine it's an ideal scenario. You know, has there been any talk about a plan A, B, and C? Um, for when the Raptors, sorry, when the Raptors, it's like, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> when the Jackals and the fans can begin to see uh, a formalized team. Um, you know, not many rough dates, you know, um, I think, I don't even think we have a practice facility right now. Um, but, you know, they, they want us down November. So, uh-huh. you know, we're, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm guessing, you know, starting training preseason November um, and then, you know, December, right. hopefully start playing some games January. Right. I mean, that's ultimately the best case scenario for the MLR is to begin on the same date they had anticipated. And obviously we all wish mm-hmm. that this world would figure itself out and we, yeah. we hope for the best results. Um, and if it is so, you know, a time to start at November would be a normal calendar start time with preparation for the preseason in um, in January. And, you know, with the with the warmer conditions in Dallas, you guys might be experiencing a lot more rugby before other parts of, uh, of the country, which is one of the benefits of being down there. Certainly, you'll know that having been in Colorado, where you just push all the snow to the sides and it just becomes an icebox. Uh, yep. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be quite a bit of a difference um, playing down there. What do you think about the fans and how they've done a great job to be able to start building a culture around rugby? You're going into a rugby community in Texas as a whole, which is among the most passionate. You're already in a fold where there's two other teams that have been competing in the league. So you're the new kid on the block. I mean, this is an exciting time, not only for Dallas, but for Texas as well. And the fans, what are your thoughts for the fans out there? Oh, I'm I'm so excited for those fans. I've even got some, you know, as soon as Jackals came out, you know, everybody's like, oh, I'm going to be your number one fan. I'm going to be your number one fan. I've had comments, just uh, people messaging me and saying, hey, I'm so excited for you to come down and play. We're like, everybody's just so excited to have a team in Dallas. Um, right. And I'm just, I'm excited to, you know, meet some of those guys, actually. <laughs> right. And I, I got one time. You know, when it's like socials and things that they'll plan. I mean, there's a lot of good fans themselves that are doing work down there, like Rick Collins with the Jackal Den. You know, as soon as he heard that he was getting a team, I think he already assembled every person he knows in a bar to, to, to already, you know, watch the MLR draft, uh, which was announcing the first Jackals, essentially. Yeah. Sorry, Scott, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt there. What did you want to be able to add? 
Well, speaking of Rick, we bring him up a lot, and I was just about to bring him up again. Um, he's been tracking We're not all paid the by Rick, just in case anybody wonders. <laughs> uh, he's been tracking how many players the Jackals have signed, and and according to his his count, um, the Jackals are just missing another starting flanker and a, and a starting uh, fly half to fill the team. So, right. Chad, if you could pick one fly half you would want for the Jackals, anybody, anybody, who would it be? Oh, anybody. Well, I'd have to go with my or not anybody you want. Yeah, um, I'd have to go with my first rugby crush, Dan Carter. Uh, Okay. Yeah, yeah, I you know starting, I didn't I didn't start till I was what eighteen, and then you know his name popped up everywhere. His his was the first name that came up and said you know, and then you know watching his highlights, whatever, growing over him, you know who doesn't you know, right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i would dan carter for sure yeah i mean again obviously there's a rich rugby history there with him and he was at considered the top flyer for oh gosh i couldn't even tell you how many years so yeah obviously an easy pick for a lot of people but it's so strange you know from generation to generation in rugby they have a different person as that rugby superstar so you know dating myself it was john alomo for me as a kid right and it might be the same for a lot of our viewers but you Mm -hmm. need that standout player to be able to draw fans in like yourself when you were first introduced to rugby, what's the name that you heard? Who inspired you to be able to be out there on the field? These are important factors why rugby is able to connect with the youth is that you need to give them players to be able to look up to. And I think that that is what the MLR is beginning to be able to do with, with reaching out to communities and academy levels and getting more involved and more exposure. So it really is great. And hopefully one day some kid may go, I want to be like that guy, Chad. Um, you know that's the goal right that's the goal right we were talking about it with blake rogers in an episode just a a week ago that we released about esports and we're like how cool would it be to have a player by your name and in your likeness created and it'd be like blake rogers has the ball in an ea sports game (laughs) kids could be you you know chad i got a i got a tough one again i don't know if your wife's in the room or not but if da- if Dan Carter is your rugby crush, then why did you name your daughter Bowden? Uh, that, yeah, well, that's my son. Um, I, I'm sorry. Um, no, it's good. Um, cause, well, actually, main thing is I actually have a brother, Dan, so we couldn't call him Dan. <laughs> oh, okay. So they already had know, a Dan then, in the uh, family. Bowden we already had the Dan in the family. Um, no, it's, well, that's kind of funny. Cause I was just watching a game and this was before I even had my first. And I was like, Hey, what do you think about the name Bowden? You know, yeah. just throwing it out there. And she's like, she's like, I actually like that name. Where'd you get that? And I was like watching the game right there. And I was like, Hey, that's what, I, that's what I'm going to call him. This came to me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's that's funny though, because now Rob, our other co-host is not with us today and, and he'll be with us next week again. He has recently, well, not recently, about a year ago, got himself a new dog. And I was talking to him and he said that his wife got to be able to pick the breed, but he got to be able to pick the name. And the name ended up being Nola. And if you are a fan and watch this show regularly, you will know that that Rob wears nothing else but Nola gear. I swear <laughs> he is being paid by somebody. <laughs> yeah. no, but you know what, Chad, I think on behalf of myself, Scott, and all of those at home that are watching this interview, all the Major League Rugby fans out there, you have been a great guest. We've had a wonderful time together. 
And uh, do you have any final thoughts for the fans out there or any shout outs to family who might be watching? Here's your moment. Uh, I'd, I'd have way too, it'd take too long to get all my family. So I'm going to just say hi, family, love you all. Um, but those, you know, if it doesn't matter what team you're rooting for. I'm, I love going to San Diego. They're the hardest team to play, you know, um, you know, Seattle, all those fans, no matter what team, um, even if, you know, if you're calling me names or whatnot, you know, I love the support <laughs> that we're getting, you know, um, that's passion. When they call your name. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. That that means I'm a threat. So right, right. Uh, can't wait for a franchise in Philly. That's, that's all we need worse. next. Yeah, yeah, I think the saying I heard a long time ago: the only thing worse than being spoken about is not being spoken about because you're not important enough. Then, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, well, I'm, and I'm most I'm most exactly excited for the the Dallas fans. You know, getting to meet them, getting to you know interact with them. Right. So. Well, Dallas has been waiting a really long time to be able to see a team take the field. From the MLR inception, they were a part of the first, uh, you know, birth of the league. And, you know, so many years later, we'll see a team finally take the field. So it's a great honor to be able to be one of those to put the shirt on for the first time. And uh, likewise for your teammates as well, of which we hope to be able to learn more about them coming up in the few weeks lying ahead. Uh, We're still hoping to be able to hear something from LA. They've got some catching up to do with the announcements. Hopefully that'll be making its way. And we on the MLR rant will do our best to be able to catch that news as it happens on behalf, once again, from myself, Ty Braga, your host, alongside Scott Ferrara of the MLR Rant Show, and in behalf of, of Rob Hammerschmidt, who couldn't make it on this occasion, we'll go ahead and see you at the next one. Thank you for watching the MLR Rant Podcast Show. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.